the Eagles, uh, you made, uh, uh, you know, they, they, they were like one play away several times from winning the Super Bowl in Glendale last uh, February. How will the Eagles respond in 2022, uh, 2023? Uh, out to the KDUS hotline we go. It'd be helpful if I knew what year it was. We're now joined the sports by Dave Zangaro of uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Dave, always good to have you. Uh, how much is the Super Bowl, uh, you know, losing that game? How much uh, has that been mentioned in the early days of training camp? And how much of that is a motiv- motivation for this year that lost? And this this could be two different answers. Maybe they just don't talk about it and it's just motivation or the other way around or however that works. Yeah, I mean, they're trying not to talk about it as much as possible. But it, it's pretty clear that it is motivational at this point. I mean, it, a lot of carryover from last year's team to this year's team. But they're trying not to talk about it a ton they're trying not to think about it every day because you're in training camp and you have a long way to go before you get to that point so uh that's kind of been nick sirianni's message to these guys is like take it one day at a time of course the, the ultimate goal is to get back to that stage but if you look too far ahead you're going to get yourself in trouble so uh i thought it was interesting at, at otas the first thing he did was he showed them uh, a photo of some Eagles players walking off the field as the confetti rained down uh, just to mm. kind of address it and then said, all right, let, let's move on now and, and let's just focus on whatever we're doing today. And, and that's kind of been their mode of, of operation so far. You mentioned Sirianni. You've been there obviously from, from you know, day one for him. Yeah. You know, how has he matured as a head coach? Yeah, he's a, uh, he's an interesting coach to be around. Uh, super energetic. I, I think he's just, uh, understood what the job takes a little bit more. Uh, I think he's still the same guy, um, which at times, like, I know national audiences look at him and think, this guy's a little corny. Um, and he is. <laughs> it, but it's like, that's who he is. And uh, I, I can tell that the team respects him. They like him quite a bit. Uh, but he's also a pretty tough coach at times. He he, he knows when to, uh, when to tough coach and, and when to kind of love guys up a little bit. Uh, and that, that takes a little bit of understanding as a coach. So uh, I've been impressed with him. I go back to his first year when he gave up play calling halfway through the year. I thought that was really impressive. It it was, uh, it was a pretty humble move, and it helped the team. So like, I look back at that moment and think that's really where he impressed me the most, and it, it seems kind of silly in a way that they hired this offensive coach and the thing that impressed me most was, most was when he gave up play calling, but yeah. uh, he did what was best for the team, and uh, he, he kind of took the CEO coach role, and this really helped the team out. Jalen Hurts uh, finished second in the MVP voting to uh, Patrick Mahomes. Made, took a big step last year, obviously, Hurts. Was there like a point during the season where you just kind of said, uh, he's figured it out here, uh, you know, obviously – you know, turned it up to a level that uh, he's an MVP-level quarterback now. It was really early in the season, honestly, it, because all last training camp, it's hard to believe that in a year we've come this far, but last year in training camp, the big question was, can this guy prove that he's a franchise quarterback? And then, I mean, mm-hmm. really by like week three, it was done. It was, we knew that uh, he was at least a franchise quarterback, at least the guy they were going to sign and build around. I don't know if at that point we knew he was going to be an MVP candidate, but uh, we had seen some signs of that. And really, we had kind of seen flashes of that going back to training camp, but uh, it's really hard to know when you're just seeing it in practice and you don't know exactly 
how it's going to translate. But uh, I'd say pretty early last year, we all had a, a pretty good sense that there was something special happening. The addition of A.J. Brown before last season, how much did that have to do with the offensive improvement and Hurts' improvement? Yeah, it was a big deal. Uh, it certainly was. Uh, he's a special player. Um, to, to get him the way they did at, at such a young age and then to sign him to an extension. And then he, I think he helped Jalen Hurts' development. I think he helped Devontae Smith's development. Uh, and the offense just became this kind of juggernaut because you have – maybe the best offensive line in football. So uh, even though they have all these great receivers and receiving options, the hallmark of that offense was still the offensive line and running the football because they have such a unique quarterback that can open so much up in the run game. And then an offensive line that, uh, to my in my opinion, they were the best in the league last year. And if not, they were pretty close. Um, just some, some studs up front. Uh, and they bring back four of those five guys this year. You're stealing my stuff here because that's where I'm going next. Uh, the offensive line considered by many, I would maybe even say most, to be the league's best, led by uh, you know, Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. Who, other than those two studs, stand out to you? Yeah, uh, well, it, the, the question with those two is, you know, they're they're well over 30 now, and are they going to hold up to the same level they were last year? But Landon Dickerson was a pro bowler last year. He's still getting better. Uh, still a pretty young player. And then Next to him, the left tackle, Jordan Mailata, uh, dealt with some injury last year, played through it, probably didn't play up to the level they were expecting. Uh, obviously, he's a great story, uh, never played football before, was a rugby player, and they kind of brought him along slowly, and all of a sudden he's a starting left tackle in the league. I think the question with him is, like, what's the feeling now? Is he going to be a, an above-average tackle? Because he is. He's an above-average tackle right now. He's very good. Uh, he's not one of the best tackles overall in the league. Can he get to that point? Uh, I think he can. I mean, he's still relatively young. He's an athletic freak, um, but he has to perfect it a little bit. He has to be more consistent. And if he does that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he has the potential to be a pro bowl or all pro kind of player. The running back room has certainly changed. Miles Sanders is no longer there. Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift are in. How might the running back distribution work? That's a big question in training camp uh, this summer. It's been kind of fascinating to watch them work in practice. They've really used like five different running backs with the first-team offense, so they're not tipping their hands here. Uh, but I really think it's going to come down to the top two or maybe three guys. Uh, played more than Miles in the playoffs for Bowl. DeAndre Swift has that ability out of the back. Uh, yeah, yeah Kaylee, want to get, let, let's uh, maybe try to get reconnected with Dave here. Uh, talking about the running back room there. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I know fantasy football people want to hear this answer. <laughs> but uh, I'm just, as a, you know, I'm in fantasy football, but I'm not asking this question for fantasy purposes. I'm just curious because you have Penny who has been, he's had some incredible moments, but he's been hurt a lot in the Seattle days. DeAndre Swift was kind of a pass catcher in Detroit. And Philadelphia didn't throw many passes to their running backs uh, last year. So I'm kind of curious how this is going to work. And you still got Scott and others still on the roster. So it's my question there. Uh, trying to hook up uh, once again with Dave Sangaro of, uh, uh, of uh, you know, NBC Sports Philadelphia. 
Uh, he's at training camp and you know, having done interviews from training camp fields before back in the day, uh, especially when I was in Flagstaff covering the Cardinals, uh, sometimes you just kind of peter out as far as your cell phone goes. So hopefully we can reconnect with him. And Dave is back. And uh, so one more time on that running back thing. Uh, we, you know, how, how might that work out? Yeah, we'll see. They've kind of been rotating a bunch of different players uh, during training camp. So I, I think the, the my best guess is it's really going to come down to DeAndre Swift or Kenny Gainwell. Uh, Gainwell was here last year, played a lot in the playoffs, really kind of showed out in the playoffs more than anyone expected. He, he ended up playing more than Miles Sanders in the Super Bowl, and it tells you how much Nick Sirianni trusts him. Uh, and then DeAndre Swift, he's just caught the ball a ton out of the backfield during his career. So, Uh-oh. Okay, you want to try one more time, Kayla, and we'll, you know, I'll kind of fake my way through the defensive side of the ball here. Okay. Uh, on the defensive side, the Eagles did lose five starters and a coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. Uh, so I think the biggest thing of the people that departed, and I think I know the answer to this, Javon Hargrave, he's a stud. Yeah, they had a lot of guys that were really good in that defensive line last year, but Hargrave, I'm guessing, is the most difficult to replace. He uh, took the big money contract, can't blame him for that, and went to San Francisco. Uh, kind of a – that – some believe, actually, I've heard a couple of people say the last couple of days that he might, his departure from Philadelphia and going to San Francisco might shift the balance of power in the NFC, in fact, because, of course, last year, remember, Philadelphia did, uh, did beat San Francisco in a conference championship game. That's the game, unfortunately, for San Francisco that Brock Purdy went down early in the game, and then they had other quarterback issues. All right, so, uh, Dave, I'm kind of kicking around the defense here. Yeah, they lost five starters and also they lost coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Uh, I think I know the answer to this question, but uh, of those that departed, who will be the hardest for the Eagles to replace? Yeah, I think it's Javon Hargrave. Um, he's just the, kind of an elite interior pass rusher, and it's tough to duplicate that. I know they went out and got uh, Jalen Carter in the draft, and, and I think there's really high expectations for him. But if we're being realistic, that's a, a position where – really tough for a young player to come in and make an immediate impact. So uh, it's really like the spine of the defense because they lost Hargrave, they lost both linebackers, they lost both safeties. Uh, So you're wondering how they're going to bounce back from that. Uh, As far as Gannon to Desai, I I don't think the defense schematically is going to change a little bit. I think philosophically it might, but um, based on what I've seen so far at training camp, it, it looks pretty similar. They had 70 sacks last season, 62 and a half from the defensive line. How do you think that group will translate this season? Yeah, I mean, I'd take the under on <laughs> 70 sacks again. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're going to have some natural regression there, I think. Uh, and that's not a, a, a knock on any of the individual players because uh, I think Hassan Reddick has now proven himself to be one of the best edge rushers in the league. Josh Sweat, to me, is still an ascending player, even though he, he's now done it the last couple of years but you have 35 year old Brandon Graham I think it's probably unfair to expect him to have another double digit sack season you lost Javon Hargrave Fletcher Cox is a year older so um, can Nolan Smith can um, Jalen Carter can they be immediate impact players and uh, maybe uh, it's just hard to imagine the sack numbers being there 
Um, the pressure can be there, but to, to get 70 sacks, is, uh, that's, that's pretty high in the sky uh, expectations. Yeah. That is insane, actually. Uh, talking to Eagles with Dave, uh, Dave Zangaro of uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia. All right, they did, uh, you know, they have corners. Uh, James Bradbury and Darius Slay came back. How surprised were you able to keep, uh, how surprised are you that they were able to keep uh, Bradbury? Yeah, very surprised. Um, the last day uh, of the, you know, locker cleanout day, I basically said goodbye to James Bradbury. I wished him well and then said it was nice to cover you for a year, but. Uh, <laughs> I figured he'd be gone and he'd take a, a free agent contract somewhere else. Uh, ultimately, though, I don't think the market was uh, what he expected it to be. And then when he realized that and he looked at the team and his options, he realized that Philadelphia was still a place he wanted to be. Uh, in the meantime, the Eagles weren't able to reach a deal with uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the safety, so they had the money. And uh, once they couldn't reach a deal with C.J., they kind of pivoted and they thought, well, now we can bring back James Bradbury. And then there was even a little moment where it looked like Darius Slay was going to get released. And then uh, both sides came together again and, and said, no, let's let's try to run this back. We, we think we have something special here. So they did. Uh, and for right now, they're a better team because of it. But I think there is some natural concern when you're running out two cornerbacks over 30. Uh, there weren't many guys playing that position over 30 last year. Slay was one of them, but... Uh, it's a dwindling list, and, and there's a reason for that. So uh, I think some natural concern there, if those guys can stay healthy and not lose a step, they're still one of the best cornerback duos in the league. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, rookie Kylie Ringo, he's a local Scottsdale product, went to Scottsdale Saguaro High School. I'm about sitting about less than five miles away from there as we speak, in fact. <laughs> Does Ringo have a role this season? Well, it's uh, he's had kind of an up-and-down training camp, which isn't super surprising for a young cornerback. Um, he, he factors in as being on the roster. I mean, he's certainly going to make the team. Uh, can he be the top backup corner on the outside? I, I think that's the question. Right now, he's not. Um, and, and that's not just them bringing along rookies slowly. On merit, he wouldn't be, so... Uh, he's got to prove it, but I think they are high on him, and he's shown some really good flashes here and there. He's just got to be a little more consistent. Uh, he's got to be a little less handsy, <laughs> based on what I've seen in training camp. But uh, they didn't draft him to play this year. They drafted him because they, they think long-term he yeah. could be uh, a pretty good player. All right, so they lost, the Eagles lost coordinator Jonathan Gannon and also linebacker Kazir White to the Cardinals. What are the Cardinals getting with Gannon and White? Uh, I'll start with Kaiser White. Um, a fine player. I certainly not, you know, a great player. He's not a not a, a Pro Bowl caliber linebacker, but he'll get the job done. Um, I think he dealt with a little bit of injury last year. Uh, didn't play as well, I guess, really the second half of the season as he did the first half. I think he's an okay player. Um, nothing crazy, but he'll, he'll get the job done. Uh, as far as Gannon, I'm fascinated to see uh, how he fares as a head coach. Uh, I'm not giving you guys any news there. Uh, I, I don't think the roster is very good, so I'm curious to see what his leash looks like in Arizona. Um, I can tell you Eagles fans weren't heartbroken that he left. Uh, I, I think the the public perception of him was probably a little unfair because he, he did some really good things while he was here. That last game was a tough one, obviously, uh, they got pantsed by Andy Reid and the Chiefs, which 
Sure. I mean, they have Patrick Mahomes, and they're an all-time great offense, but it was a pretty historically bad defensive performance. And, uh, you know, I, I think you look back at Gannon's time here, and the big knock on him was that he was kind of rigid with what he wanted to run, um, passive-style defense, and I think it hurt a lot of fans a little bit. But I can tell you that the, the players seem to like him, and I uh, didn't hear a lot of bad things from a personal level on Jonathan Gannon. And to me, that kind of matters more when you're taking on the head coaching role. And mm-hmm. Nick Rollis, we brought with him from Philly as yeah. the new D.C., youngest <laughs> youngest coordinator in the league, uh, always heard a lot of good things about him. And uh, they knew they were just kind of renting him. He was going to move on at some point. Okay, so the 2023 Eagles, a consensus season win total. Sitting, uh, the consensus is like 10 and a half. So the, uh, the 2023 Eagles over or under 10 and a half wins? I'd go over. And, and I know it's, the schedule makes that tricky because the schedule is very good, especially in the second half. I mean, around their bye week, they hit a buzzsaw and it gets really tough. So yeah. they're going to have to build up this record a little bit early. Uh, but I think they had the opportunity to do that because uh, I think the offense can carry them early. They bring back 9-11 starters on that side of the ball. Uh, a lot of continuity there. Even though they lost Shane Steichen, their offensive coordinator, they, they still have Nick Sirianni, and it's his offense, and they have Jalen Hurts. So um, I, I think that they should be a good team. There's no reason to think they won't be unless uh, injury happens, and that can happen to pretty much any team. Dave, always good talking to you. I'm sure we'll be checking back periodically during the regular season. Thanks. All right, thanks. Take care. Our pleasure. Dave Zangaro of NBC Sports Philadelphia. Thanks much to Dave.